Next on BYU Sports Nation, the Pope of BYU basketball leaving for greener waters. The challenge Dave Rose now faces replacing an assistant coach. What does Anson Winder think? He'll join us in Studio Plus. What does Jeff Judkins look for in an assistant coach? And would you rather be Taysom Hill or Christian Stewart this spring? Think about it. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. B to the Y to the U, Sports Nation Live and Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. It is Tuesday, March 31st, wherever and however you have chosen to dial in. Great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton. Team dialing in with the wide receiver elitist and elite co-host, Jerem Jordan. <laughs> No. <laughs> Mitch Matthews is more elite than I am. <laughs> but is he elite? That conversation coming, will continue at coming some up, point. Not today. Nope. But it will continue at some point. Yeah. An elite movie. <laughs> we were so passive aggressive after the show at each other about that. Elite. <laughs> <laughs> All day. <laughs> and it continues. <laughs> and it's back. We didn't even talk about it this morning. True. Yeah. But we are now. An elite movie comes out on Blu ray and DVD today, Jerem. That is right. Interstellar. Very excited. Yeah, I'm going to buy the Blu-ray. It comes with a piece of IMAX film. I don't know what I'm going to do with that, but I'm going to buy the Blu-ray. Why? What do you? Yeah. Well, I don't why, know. It's why just, give that out? Is it just because it's cool? What if your season tickets for BYU football came with like some pieces of grass or something? That would be awesome. I think people would like that, right? Florida or like State, like a game-used armband or something. Now that's next level. Like Interstellar, it's like Matthew McConaughey. Wore this or whatever. He's like, "What? That was a man." A moon rock. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> a moon rock. A fake moon rock from <laughs> Bollywood. Oh, our conversation alive twenty four seven on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and join us on BYU Sports Nation. Members, new or old, always welcome. Since Mark Pope has moved to Utah Valley, he'll be announced as the head coach in three and a half hours. Uh, if you are Dave Rose, what are you looking for in a new assistant coach at? First underscore Schmitty. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Look for a defensive-minded big man to coach the bigs. That's what Mark Pope was. He it's was just the one defensive of the coordinator, which he said was like being called the English professor at Kentucky. And I said, <laughs> you said it. I didn't. <laughs> wow. Uh, you need, yeah, you need a guy to coach the bigs, and you need someone to coach that defense, unless BYU decides that Tim Lacombe is now the defensive coordinator. Mark Pope headlining our BYU Sports Nation headlines today as he leaves for Utah Valley University. Who does Dave Rose now look to to replace some very big shoes, both literally and figuratively? All-American honorable mentions for Tyler Haas and Kyle Collinsworth. Yeah, that's cool. Okay, honorable mention, you might think, what? There were only 63 dudes mentioned at all. First, second, third, and honorable mentions. So that includes the three teams. Yeah, including three teams and the honorable mentions. 63 guys. There are about 4,500 basketball players in D1. Does that make Tyler Haas and Kyle Collins? Two of the top 63? No, they're not Does that make them elite? They're very good. (laughs) Elite? You gotta be a first, second, third teamer. Come on, man. They're really good. They're really good. Whatever phrase you want to use. BYU. Why, are you, why are you doing this to me? BYU and why baseball. am I yelling? I don't Loud know. noises. I don't know. People in there pushing those buttons, dude. Right, right now, someone on Sirius XM is driving around in Iowa going, man, this guy screams. Yeah, I'm talking to you right there. I can see you. No, I can't. You're right. That's getting weird. 
BYU baseball <laughs> upsets number 29 San Diego State. Yes, number 29, because Baseball America ranks the top 30 baseball teams in America. That's, that's a nice win. The Cougars win 4 to nothing. They shut out a top 30 team. Well done. That's coming off a three-game series loss to San Diego. BYU started their closer, Justin Rucker, and he threw seven innings of scoreless ball, three hits. Fantastic. Nice. Game day for BYU softball as well. The ladies looking to continue things. And that will be on BYU Radio tonight. I believe 9 Eastern, 7 Mountain Time. Robbie Bolo. Bob Bolo. But on the Bobby, call. that game, just to check, is at 6 Eastern. Uh, at 6 Eastern yeah. and 4 Mountain. I'm glad you checked, Jerem. Thanks for uh, making me sound dumb. It's an elite piece of information. <laughs> <laughs> on that, rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. The Pope leaveth. For greener waters, Mark Pope leaving his <laughs> assistant coach position with BYU basketball to become the next head coach at Utah Valley University, the Mean Green Wolverines. The official announcement expected later this afternoon that he wanted to be a head coach, and he deserves it. Jeremy, you called it three weeks ago when we were in Las Vegas at the West Coast Conference Tournament when we last spoke with Coach Pope on the show. That's a head coach in the future that BYU happens to have as an assistant right now. They're fortunate Appreciate to have him. that Mark Pope's on this coaching staff. He's they're, good. They're fortunate He's to really have good. him. For one thing, I sound like I just woke up. But, yes, I did call it a couple weeks ago. I appreciate the fact that Mark Pope's at BYU. I thought it was a tremendous fit. Did not have BYU ties other than being LDS. Uh, a tremendous coach that had NBA ties. Uh, was the director of ops at Georgia and assistant coach at Wake Forest. So, uh SEC, ACC ties. National Big champion. Big man, national champion, Kentucky. I mean, he was a good, good fit here. And so congratulations to him for getting uh, a head coaching position. Big but, time. But that leaves a hole for BYU. That's a big hole. Big time coaching talent. BYU was fortunate to have him for four years. Yeah, that staff was together for four years. He's leaving on excellent terms as well. This from BYU Athletic Director Tom Homo via the Twitter machine. Follow him at Tom Homo. Warm feelings of gratitude to Mark Pope for his terrific service to BYU basketball. Congrats to you and your family on your new endeavor at Utah Valley University. It's a situation where someone leaves BYU, but I think you root for that. You root for that guy. 100%. I want Utah Valley to win the WAC and uh, be in the tournament. Beat New Mexico State. When's BYU going to play UVU, by the way? I don't know. Dave Rose has decided not to schedule uh, Utah Valley. I wonder if that ever happens. Well, that changed now because Mark Pope is the head coach. It almost seems like it would be more awkward. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know. I'd, lo- I'd love to see the game. It's kind of a lose-lose situation for BYU, though. You bring up the vacancy matter. Well, what kind of a vacancy does that leave for Dave Rose and BYU? To understand that, we need to understand what exactly Mark Pope's impact was and his responsibilities were at BYU over the last four years, starting with this, Jerem. He was an incredible recruiter. You can thank Mark Pope for getting Chase Fisher to BYU single-handedly. The ACC connection. Uh, Jabari Parker is texting Mark Pope when he's communicating with BYU, and Mark Pope's leading that process, as well as other guys. Well, you didn't get Jabari. Jabari gives BYU the time of day, in part because Mark Pope is the recruiter. Talent evaluator. Okay, he, he understands what a good basketball player looks like because he was a good basketball player, and he played against good basketball players in the NBA professionally. And he coached in big-time leagues. He developed the big men. Corbin Kafusi. What a transition he made in just one season. And guess what? Mark Without Pope post-touches. Worked with him a lot 
to help him just kind of find some basic fundamentals coming off of a mission and really got his base started the right way. Okay, he, he was the guy for the big man, and he was the defensive coordinator, the English teacher at the University of Kentucky. Now, that, now that's the part where BYU could have improved the most, obviously. But there was a stretch this year where they what, won 7 of 8 down the, or 8 of 9 down the stretch. They were playing pretty good defense. Had BYU been able to play that way all year, it would have been maybe a different kind of season. But even then, 25 wins and all that, he was, he was a good coach. He was a good coach. BYU, in my mind, needs to bring in someone that can fill the void with the bigs, recruiting, and defense. That's, that's a lot of stuff to ask. How do they fill it? What does Dave Rose look for now? There are two major characteristics that are on top of mind for starters. One, defense. Okay, Defense. Yeah. You need somebody to come in with a major defensive philosophy to help a team that obviously can score the rock. An elite an offensive elite scoring, scoring machine. And you mean Number that. Number two. You mean that. Because they finished second. <laughs> How does BYU not become necessarily elite defensively? Because I'm not oh, sure. Oh, they don't need that. I'm not sure you can be an elite scoring team and an elite defensive team. BYU needs to move from, from very bad to bad. Were they very bad, though? If you just look at points per game, and I know that there's extra possessions there. The di- Listen, Mark Pope told us on this set in the preseason, if we play a little bit of defense, that'll make a lot of a difference. A lot of difference. Because they're such an elite scoring team. Yes. The, yeah. Is, am I dogging on BYU's defense? A little bit, yeah. If they played better defense, they would have won a couple more games. You don't lose San Diego and Pepperdine. Okay, so go find a guy defense-oriented. Also... We mentioned Mark, uh, Mark Pope's recruiting expertise. You need a good recruiter. You need a player's coach. You need a guy that when a guy's having a hard time at whatever level he is and he needs someone to talk to that you want to trust in. And Mark Pope was that guy for a lot of BYU players and for recruits. He was that guy. Okay, so the conversation has naturally quickly become, who's the guy? Okay, and this is where it gets kind of interesting because we don't know. I mean, I don't know what Dave Rose is going to do. How does does he even know what he's going to do at this point? He just found out. I bet he has a pretty good idea of some guys. Okay. I can tell you this much. I keep hearing one name thrown around for that opening, and that name is Barrett Peary. Never heard of him? Well, let's give you a little background you on have now. Coach Peary. Most recently, an assistant coach to Herb Sendek at Arizona State. You may know Sendek was just let go by Arizona State, so that leaves Coach Peary now back on the job market. He's a winner. He coached two different junior college powers, Indian Hills Community College and the College of Southern Idaho. I think he had a record of 178-30. and 30. I mean, he was a legit springboard for a lot of guys. Like, I want to say close to 40 going to the D1 level. You need that in a coach. He's a great recruiter. See my previous statement for evidence of that. He's got ties to Utah, previous coach at Utah and Southern Utah. But he's not the only name in the mix. He's just the one that I keep hearing thrown around by numerous people. Okay. Also in the mix, Jerem, the Lone Peak Pipeline, the headmaster. Quincy Lewis is always going to be mentioned for a BYU opening. Uh, fantastic job at Lone Peak, obviously, uh, the Lone Peak Pipeline with BYU. Quincy Lewis, who apparently turned down the BYU-Hawaii job a couple years ago. Austin Ainge, former BYU player, son of Danny, of course is the director of player personnel for the Celtics. Why would you leave that job? I don't know. It, maybe you want to be a headman somewhere, and being an assistant is the leap. I mean, clearly, like, it... Maybe. You, uh, Austin Ainge, yeah. he's a BYU guy that's a being uni- thrown out BYU there. BYU is a unique place, and it's a, it's a great place. No doubt about it. 
but he's in a pretty good spot. So uh, my, my question is just, man. Money he, is always an issue, too. Are the Celtics paying more than he would get as an assistant at BYU? UVU's head coaching job obviously paying more. Does than he use this as leverage as to get assistant? more money from his dad? Uh, dad? <laughs> hey, Dad, um, I'm in high demand. you got to fork it out, man. Former head coach of the main Red Claws in the D-League. <laughs> Chris Jones, Utah State assistant. Okay, the argument against that is, well, he could become the next guy in line at Utah State if he stays up there. Okay, I know they just got a new coach, but he wasn't the assistant coach. Now he becomes the assistant coach for the Aggies. No ties to BYU, by the way. I mean, he used to coach Utah. What ties did Dave Rice have to BYU before he got here? It's if if you have a connection with that coach or the state or the league. The and we'll ask Jeff Judkins about this. Uh, how do you find assistant coaches? What do you look for in those assistant coaches coming up? Okay, okay, I'm gonna throw out three names, Jerem. You tell me why or why not they should be considered or even in the mix. Okay. Okay. The dancing Andy legend. Oh, the, wait. The dancing legend of the LA Lakers, Mark Madsen. Mad Dog. The Mad Dog? The, hey, why not? He fits the Pope model, right? But again, with an NBA team, I wonder if he would opt to leave uh, the Lakers. His name came up in the For Utah Valley. His, his name came up in the Utah Valley University discussion. He was like, no, I'm not interested. So I wonder. Uh, why leave the Lakers? Again, same question I had for Austin Angels. Because the they stink? Yeah, that is true. I'm just they kidding. They're the Lakers, right man. Now. But they do stink this year. You're right. Heath Schroyer, Dave Rose's longtime friend. Tennessee Martin, head coach? No. He's a head coach. If he was an assistant, maybe. He, he was an assistant with uh, Dave Rose under Steve Cleveland, then got the Wyoming job. Good, good coach, good recruiter, by all indications. The return of Dave Rice. Still the head man at UNLV, so no. I'm going to go no on that. So those are just some of the names. Is the guy going to be from this group? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? Here's the good thing about BYU. You come, you come work for Dave Rose, some good things might happen. That's exactly right. And Mark Pope is the second in a line of guys to be head coaches, which brings us to the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Two, Mark Pope's the second Dave Rose assistant coach to become a D1 head coach. In fact, BYU's only had six assistant coaches under Dave Rose. Do you know who the longest tenured assistant coach is under Dave Rose? Terry Nashif, eight of his ten years. He's been wow, an assistant. Really? Then the other two, it was the Dobo, director of basketball operations. Dave Rice was here six. Lacombe, five now. John Wardenberg, five, who... Uh, just resigned to Indian Hills, where Barrett Peary was before that, I believe. Uh, Pope was here the last four years, and then Walter Ruiz was here the first two years. That's it. Those are the assi- six assistant coaches. So it's a short had. list. Well, the thing is, like, Wardenberg, Wardenberg was a head coach, too. So half, of that, list, college, Indian half Hills. of that list became a head coach somewhere else. Yes. That's two, impressive. Two D1. So that's nice. I wonder, for Dave Rose, and we'll ask Jeff Judkins, is it something that you want? Do you want assistant coaches to become head coaches? I think it's a positive it stinks that Mark Pope's leaving, but I think it's a positive that he becomes a head coach. That means he was a good coach, right? Well, look at look at great coaches in college basketball that have the pedigrees. Shashevsky, you know, Dean it's, Smith. It's validating to have a coaching tree, right? Yeah. That's a conversation that's starting to happen with Dave Rose. Yeah, absolutely. Austin Ainge is in that coaching tree, a former player that's doing that did something in the D League, is in the NBA. Our Twitter question today: If you are Dave Rose, what are you looking for in a new assistant coach? Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. At Coop Thatch, big man. Someone to help with the big guys down under the basket. Coaching rebounds will win games. You would assume you need a big man to coach big man. Not always the case, but preferred. At CJ Hershey, anyone who will help take the program to next level. Recruiting defense, offense, etc. 
Okay. De- hey, defense defense is the priority because BYU has an offensive coordinator in Terry Nash if it's working. What is Anson Winder's greatest memory of being a BYU Cougar? We'll ask him in 15 minutes. But next, as a head coach, what do you look for in an assistant? Jeff Judkins tells us on BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Follow us on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. You know the drill. Join us by using the hashtag BYUSN. Listen up, homies. It's your chance to get your hands on some BYUSN swag for free. All you need to do is show us how you enjoy hashtag BYUSN. Tweet us a photo at BYU Sports Nation of you watching or listening to the show. Saturday morning on our conference special, 11 a.m. Eastern time, we will announce the winner. The winner will get their own BYUSN t-shirt, blue goggles, and wristband. Just tweet us your photos at BYU Sports Nation and use the hashtag BYUSN. Those are the things you have to do. At BYU Sports Nation and use hashtag BYUSN. Send us a picture. We've already got some fantastic submissions, by the way. So get your creative like, like juices Steve flowing. Larson, <laughs> Steve Larson tweeted us uh, that he needs some blue goggles. <laughs> He, yeah, he, look he at, listens look at, to the podcast. He said, uh, to "Quote a sweet. I listen to the podcast every night as a custodian. I need different goggles. We need to get can Steve get, some can goggles. We get on that. Can we well, get he, well, he's in goggles? the contest right now. He has a chance to get the BYUSN swag. Also, you can buy them on the BYUstore.com. You just search for blue goggles. Worth it? It's that simple. No one's going to buy them until after Saturday because they want to win this contest. <laughs> That's what's going on right now. <laughs> Unless you want them right now, then you go buy them." If you are Dave Rose, what are you looking for in a new assistant coach? That is our Twitter discussion today. At Kristen1258 says, Someone with strong recruiting capabilities for big guys, exceptional defense skills, and ability to inspire and motivate. It's that simple. It's that simple, right? Just, yep, there's Just a person. Go find somebody on the corner, you and, know. And they, and they want to work here for the price that Dave Rose can offer them. You know? It's just really simple. Not. Let's bring in Jeff process. Judkins. Because he's our good friend, and it's always nice to have him on. Jamming with Juddy, BYU basketball coach on the women's side, and now uh, enjoying some recruiting as well. Do you, you have know. any blue goggles? I don't. Thank you. He's well, got some I now. Think, I think I have a I'll, pair. I'll get some later from okay. you or okay. whatever. Uh, thank you. you. You can wear those whenever you're doing whatever. Okay, I'll do it. I'll do it when I'm, wearing, when I'm coaching. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Tom Homo wore them in the, uh, in the room. In the, in, the selection, a, in the selection room. Yeah, send us a picture. We, awesome. have pr- we have Try proof and top of that. That'd be hard to top. <laughs> That'd be hard. Coach, your hair looks good. Growing out nicely. Not like his, his hair's going fast. Mine's going slow. I'll take your jumper over my hair, though. <laughs> I, would, I would love to have your jumper. <laughs> you okay. Right? All right, you can take it. I'll touch you right now. Now it's on you. <laughs> like Space Jam or something? <laughs> That's Jeff, right. Jeff Judkins, it's Jamming with Juddy in Studio B. Dave Rose now on the market for an assistant coach. What do you look for in an assistant when you have to begin that process? Well, you know, Dave, Dave has had, as you mentioned earlier, he hasn't had a lot of changes, and there's a lot of good reason for that. First of all, BYU's had a pretty good program, and I think Dave Rose is an easy guy to work for. And um, BYU is really here at, with the facilities and all what you have. It's it's a great job, and so a lot of people like to stay here and, and do it. I think I think every coach that gets into it, uh, most of the time, most of them want to be a head coach. That's kind of their, you know, you know, their goal is to be successful as assistant and then have an opportunity to uh, coach and, and be your own coach. 
I think what happens with a lot of coaches is they're picky. They don't want to just jump into something just to be jumping in something because they have a good job. And so, uh, but if I was Dave, I know Dave's, Dave's already done it. He's, he's hired people that he fits, that fits into his scheme of things. Um, somebody that he trusts, somebody that he believes will be loyal to him. Um, and then also will be able to fit in and recruit the kind of player that he needs here at BYU. The people, a lot of people don't realize Mark Pope was a very good recruiter. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you can go say big man and you can go say all this stuff, but Mark is a very, very good recruiter. And way back in the days when I recruited Mark, when he was a young player, I could tell he was going to be a great, he's going to be a coach someday because of the way he handled that relationship with me. And uh, Mark, I think Mark is, is excellent. He knows a lot of people. He's got a lot of connections. And uh, it's gonna, that's going to be tough to, to really replace. But I know Dave is like me. You want your assistant coaches if they want that opportunity to be able to really do it. And Mark will do a great job in Utah Valley. I think he, he will really come in and get some better players. And I think his coaching skill and what he does will really make that program great. So you recruited Pope when he was a player? I did. You know, it's a crazy story. You hear this all the time from people. My nephew, my son, my grandson's a good player. (laughs) And so you you always always respond to those. So I had a good friend, and he said, my nephew is a really good player. And I'm going, yeah, sure. And so (laughs) I go. Yeah, so I go and watch Mark play. And I take Coach Majerus with me, and we go see him play. And Majerus hits me and says, hey, we got to get that kid. He's really and he was really good. He was being recruited by everybody, and of course we got into the top three. Mark made his choice of top three. We were in the top three, and then he ended Who up was going the third because Washington he went there. I think the other one was, if I remember right, was UCLA. Mm. I could be wrong, but I know Washington was his number one choice for a lot of reasons. One is close to home, and he liked the coach, and he also had a girlfriend at that time, and all these things were going on, but I thought we'd have a shot. And, uh, you know, we, we tried, and then he ended up going to Washington. Then he left, and then was out of us, BYU and Kentucky, where his three choices, I think, and then he ended up going to Kentucky and having a great career there. Did okay there. Did all right. Won a national championship. <laughs> yeah. Jeff Jenkins with us on BYU Sports Nation. He, he recruited Mark Pope. We learned that uh, just moments ago. Obviously, recruiting is high on the list of, of what Dave Rose is going to want someone to come in and do because of, of the vacancy that Mark leaves in that area. Is there anything else specifically along with the recruiting that you look for at, when you want to go on and hire an assistant coach? Well, it's kind of what I said. I think a lot of it is you've got people that you've – Maybe you've coached against or with, or you've done things that you feel comfortable with. Um, I know Dave's going to hire the best person for that job. And people don't realize that sometimes. Sometimes people think, well, I paid my dues, so now I'm going to move up and I'm going to get that position. Dave is going to hire the best person in that job, who he thinks is going to do the best job. And who could it be? The names you've mentioned, every one of those coaches – have got something they can bring to the table. You know, now when I hired my last assistant coaches, um, I had my other coaches that were still with me in, in, in the process because they have to work with them every day. You know, they have to deal with them. And so, yeah, I might think this person's great, but my assistant coaches don't want to work with that person. It's going to cause problems. But 
Dave has a lot of good people to pick from, and uh, I'm sure he will really weigh this and, and do the best that he can. The nice thing that people don't realize, this coaching field, it's security means something. They know Dave's going to be here till 2020. He's on contract. So that's a real positive thing for a coach that wants to come in and know that, hey, I can work hard and get this program even better than what it is right now and try to do that. But I know I'm going to be here for a while because Dave's, Dave's got his, his uh, security. So I don't know. You know, I know Dave's going to look at ex-players. I'm sure he's going to look at coaches. Uh, you know, you mentioned Ainge. You know, if he wants to get into college, this is his time, you know. Um, you know, Mark Matz is the same way. Mark's now in the NBA. Does he want to get into college? And I think what Mark needs to do is need to go, he needs to go talk to Alex Jensen and say how fun is it to be on the road three and a half months of a year when <laughs> yeah. you're – and, you know, it's hard. You know, it really is. We're college coaches not like that. But there's some great candidates. I'm sure Dave's going to – you know, he'll, he'll, he'll evaluate it very well. Is there anyone we missed that – is out there for discussion? Do you think? You know, I, I didn't hear you mention, but to me, uh, Lee Kennard would be a, oh, would Lee be okay. yeah because playing he's he's playing, still. he's playing, and uh, I think he's winding down. I'm sure he's getting, and maybe he and I know in the past I've talked to Lee when he's worked it out, and he's always seemed like he's pretty interested in coaching. I think he would be one. I don't know if you mentioned Fred Roberts. I know Fred Roberts. He's not is a guy that I think would be interested in, in getting back into, into coaching. Um, uh, Hanson, Travis, Travis Hanson, I don't know if he's been brought. Chris Burgess, I heard coming down this morning, his name mentioned. He, he, of course, he didn't play here, but he – Roger Reed would yeah, recommend him. Uh, you know, coming um, I mean, there, there's some guys that are some players. I don't know about the, about the, the uh, coaches that are in the coaching right now, but those are kind of guys that – I think ex-players that might might have some interest in it. Okay, it's a small fraternity when when you look at it, and so when you lose a good friend like Mark Pope and a guy who's been with you for four years, what's the most difficult part about that separation when you're the head coach losing an assistant? Well, Dave's countered on Mark in a lot of ways that Dave didn't have to worry about. You know, is he doing this and he's doing it the way that I want him to do it and whatever. So. Now, wherever he hires, he has to go through, and they have to learn what, kind of what's going on in, in the system and, and how they want to do things, and Dave has to maybe watch it a little bit more. Um, the other thing is, you know, Mark Mark was a hard worker. I mean, I'd go to, you know, I'd practice. He'd be running stuff with the players and, and doing all those things, and I think, you know, can you get somebody that's going to work as hard and understand that? He was over defense from what I understand, and the big man, and recruiting, and all those things, and so you got to have somebody that's that's going to fit into that, you know. And now Mark's got a big, big. Mark's got a hard too. Now what's he going to do? Now is he going to take some of the BYU coaches, maybe some of them that are a little bit down the road, maybe a you know, a film coordinator to bring him with him, or maybe director of ops? Is he going to take one of these guys with him that he feels comfortable with? So it's kind of a. Uh, domino effect it's kind of everything starts going around fast and, and you got to do it you got to do it pretty quick because recruiting's coming up in two weeks where you can go out and you can start recruiting again so it's it's a tough deal yeah welcome to the club yeah, yeah it's <laughs> tough it is is uh the pers- when when an assistant coach goes and becomes a head coach i imagine there's mixed feelings there because one they're leaving you but two they have the opportunity to be a head coach and that's i guess validating in a way that it's they're a awesome. good coach right it is it's you're talking about the tree 
Every head coach, you know, they they like that. Come on, I mean, one of your assistants gets a head job, and then vice just keeps going. That happened with you, you know, so you yeah, have to respect. You know, that, I right? mean, yeah, and it's nice because you feel like that you've you've taught them well, and they've learned, and you've been successful, or they wouldn't be getting the, you know getting these jobs. That's the one big knock I would say on Coach Pajeras is he really didn't do a great job of pushing his assistants to get head jobs. He didn't really, I mean. You know, Donnie Daniels was there for a long time. I was. Joe Cravens finally got a head job. Early Wine, uh, Tommy Connor. I mean, all these guys that have been with him. A lot of us didn't until we, you know, I finally got one. And Donnie has been with Gonzaga now for three or four years. Has done a great job. Tommy Connor's working his way. Uh, you know, Chris Jones, you mentioned him. He was on, in that tree. So you kind of hope it happens. Yeah. Coach, great to hear from you. We wish you the best of luck on your recruiting trail, which apparently never, ever, ever yeah. ends. No. And it's just one part of, uh, of what you deal with. But uh, great, great to have the insight. And what it's like to look for an assistant coach. Yeah, it's, it's hard. It's, but I think it's, it's, it's exciting because I know Mark's happy what he's doing. And, and uh, I, I know Dave's happy for Mark because you know, the head coach has to be very supportive in, when they're playing for jobs. And so we'll, we'll see what happens. It's just, I hope they play each other. That would be a great thing. I would They're, like it. It would be nice. Jamming with Juddy. His hair's looking fresh. <laughs> <laughs> As is Jeremy's. <laughs> Coach, thanks for the time. Thank you, guys. Final four or New Year's six. We'll tell you what we'd rather. But next, Anson Winder in studio tells us what's next for him and his life on BYU Sports Nation. Anson Winder. BYU Sports Nation brought to you in part by the Cougar Club, supporting BYU's 623 student-athletes. That's a lot. Welcome to the club. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio and BYU TV. You can download the show podcast at your convenience via the iTunes or at BYUSportsNation.com. That download, by the way, has the commercials taken out. It's just 52 minutes of unfiltered awesome. You can listen to it at one and a half speed, double speed. Yeah, it's amazing. Do you still do that, by the way? When I forty nine minutes, I'm told. When I listen, yes, one and a half. I don't often Not listen, but when I do, I choose BYU Sports Nation. Hey, coming up this Saturday, we have the General Conference pregame show. I mean, BYU Sports Nation at eleven a.m. Eastern time. We'll recap of the end of BYU spring football. Uh, look ahead to all things Cougar sports. Check that out Saturday, 11 a.m. Eastern time. It's the hour leading up to General Conference. Countdown to conference. We'll isn't tell that, you the top five uh, speakers in our... <laughs> no, nah, I'm just kidding. Elder Holland, number one. Every year. <laughs> Let's refresh today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Mark Pope, BYU basketball assistant coach, leaving for Utah Valley University to take over the head coaching position for the Mean Green Wolverines. We'll start playing Sarah McLachlan music right now. I, feel like. I will remember like a Like a slideshow. Yeah. Okay. Here. <laughs> that will be announced transition. later Star today. Star effect. All-American honorable mentions for Tyler Haas and Kyle Collinsworth. Well done, gentlemen. BYU baseball upsets number 29 San Diego State 4 to nothing, and nice game win. day for BYU softball. On that note, we welcome in our good friend Anson Winder back to Studio B of BYU basketball. One of his assistant coaches is now leaving the fold, but we first want to find out what's next for you in your life, Anson. Uh that's interesting because I have so much free time now. It's like <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what my next move is, you know, with not having to go to practice every day yet, just plotting what what can I do next. Do I do schoolwork or 
Do I just yes go is take the a answer, nap? Right. <laughs> Clearly. Yeah, sometimes. As an athletic student. <laughs> yes, of course. Student there's student athletes and then there's athletic <laughs> students. Of course. And you you're working on a masters. Yeah, so um finishing up my first year of the graduate program. So um as far as that goes, I'll still have two more semesters, so debating on finishing that or, you know, maybe putting it on a pause to to go play or not. So just okay. kind of weighing the options to see what to go the, play. Yeah. Basketball. Yes. Where do you want to go, go play? Um, whatever opportunities you know given to me. If it's here in the states or overseas or South America, wherever you know, wherever the opportunity is, I'd like to you know continue playing as long as possible, at least. That'd be fantastic. How, yeah. How's your knee, and what was the injury, and and that that experience through this season? Um, it was tough because was like you, eight questions. Um, you know, I had a little meniscus tear that um. I think just kind of got a little bit worse throughout the year. And then, you know, you kind of favor your good knee all year long. And then towards the end of the year, that kind of starts giving you problems too. So I was able to get scoped uh, a week ago and, you know, it feels a ton better. And I'm just excited to, you know, get healthy and get back to my old self again. Wait a second. You were playing playing on a torn meniscus. Yes. How did you do that? Man points, Anson. Man points. (laughs) I don't know. I just... I think the adrenaline starts to kick in from the start of a game and you you know don't really feel anything and then you know you kind of deal with it after but you know I think getting through games I was fine. How did you uh how did you and the team uh, move on after the Ole Miss game to uh for some of you like you it's you know graduation and whatnot and then the others getting ready for next season? Um you know you kind of it's a long season so the end of the year you need to kind of take a break and just refresh your memory and, and kind of get hungry about basketball again just through taking a break and resting your body because, you know, there's so many nicks and knacks and injuries that you have throughout the course of a year, and it's good to just get healthy and clear your mind and then just build yourself back up again. Um, I think we've all kind of stepped away for a little bit, a couple of weeks. Um, we kind of had things, you know, like me, I had to get things fixed or other guys kind of could focus on, you know, their schooling because I know we missed a ton of school these last couple of weeks. So just trying to get him, getting back on track and then uh, just preparing again for next year or whatever the next endeavor is for us seniors. When did reality set in that, oh, my goodness, I, I played my last basketball game at BYU. When did that moment hit you? Um, It hit kind of early. I think after – uh, senior night, you know, going home after that San Diego game, and it's like, man, that's the last time I'm going to play at the Marriott. So that that hit kind of hard. And then kind of every game after that is just, uh, you know, you're kind of playing with house money because it's all postseason stuff for the most part besides our last couple of away games. Um, so at that point, you're, you know, you're just trying to enjoy every moment. You want time to slow down just a little bit so you can uh, savor every moment. And uh, it was a fun year. I mean, I look back at everything that's gone on and, um, of course, we didn't finish the way we wanted to, but I mean, to go on that stretch we went on at the end of the year was it was amazing and it made for a really special year. Yeah, it was fun. Twenty five wins, NCAA tournament again, and fantastic for sure. Uh, what was your reaction to Mark Pope being named the head coach at Utah Valley here in a couple of hours? Um, it's one of those things that you were expecting. You know, he works so hard, and you know, every coach wants to move up the ladder. You know, and eventually have their own program. So, I mean, it, there's not a more deserving guy than Coach Pope. I mean, we've seen him spend tons and tons of hours just cutting up film and, and, and trying to prepare us the best way possible for every game and every practice. So, I mean, I can't think of a better guy to deserve a, a head coaching position. I know he's going to do a great job with it. What's the thing he did that people don't know about that he did really well that's not mentioned? Um, I think he did a, 
a great job of, I don't know, I guess communicating with us. Um, he made sure that we were always on the same page. And, you know, as a basketball player, you know, playing at such a high level, um, it's easy to get sidetracked or, you know, get lost kind of in the, you know, confusion of college athletics. So I think he did a great job of, you know, communicating, you know, how he felt and making sure we got our, you know, our input and output to him uh, throughout the course of a year, throughout the course of my career, really. Um, he was always one that would love for you to come in his office. And when you're angry, when you're happy, when you're sad, I mean, he loved it all. So that's one thing I think uh, guys will miss. That's one thing I, I mean, I know I'll miss just being a senior leaving. Um, but for the guys coming in, uh, definitely that's something that he'll will have left behind. But, I mean, whoever comes in, well, I'm sure it will be the, the same way, hopefully. Anson Winder with us on BYU Sports Nation just wrapped up his senior year of basketball at BYU. This question from one of our BYU Sports Nation members, at Doug underscore McClellan, what is the play slash shot you think of most when thinking back on your BYU career? Um, play or shot? I think I can't think of any specific plays or shots. I think it's just overall games. I mean, I look at the, the three times that we beat Gonzaga um, at BYU was, or even the, and then this last one at Gonzaga. Those are uh, amazing experiences, and those are the moments that you you know you live to play college basketball for. And I think overall, just winning. I think throughout the course of you know a year, you look at teams and it's like they're struggling to get to fifteen wins and. You know, we were able to get to 25 this year. So being on, a, being able to say you're on a winning team and a team that goes to the tournament, that's just something that I think makes it for the best experience and the best part of the year. Here's another question from Twitter. As a player, what do you look for in an assistant coach? Um, you look for someone you can communicate with, uh, someone that's going to teach you, that you can learn stuff from. Uh, you want to learn from a guy from experience. Um, I think Pope was the best because he not only played, you know, on a high-level college basketball team like Kentucky, but – he played overseas and he played in the NBA. So, I mean, he's been at all levels of basketball and the elite level. So to have him come back and teach you the game of basketball and pick up the little tricks and, and advice that you know he's learned throughout the year is something I think every player wants. I loved when Mark Pope got serious because it came right here. It'd get right in here. <laughs> the whisper. Let's, let's talk, okay? <laughs> this is what we're really going to do, okay? <laughs> if, you've ever, if you've ever spoken to him, that's when you know it's seriously. Like, His yeah. intensity is awesome. Like, yeah, what's yeah. Good? When someone it's whispers, different. you stop, and you're like, wait, what? I can't hear you. Yeah, because <laughs> when he would get intense, it got quieter and quieter, and then you're almost like, wait, Pope, say that again. I, I couldn't hear you. And he's like, no. You you had to hear it the first time, and you're like, okay. At Gonzaga, you're like, no, seriously, are we guarding Wilshire or Pangos? What are we doing? Like, what do we do? Yeah, we were, I think, I remember we were at lunch one time, and we were all just kind of laughing and joking, and he walks in, and he's coming closer, and as he's coming closer, he's whispering lower and lower, and finally he gets, like, right in our face, and we're like, but we can't hear you. I'm sorry. <laughs> but no, he's he was the best, man. He, I'm going to miss, you know, just laughing and joking with him, and just that, that camaraderie that he brought to our team was amazing. With Mark Pope leaving now to become a head coach at Utah Valley and Dave Rose obviously having a, a huge hole to fill now in that assistant position, when he does feel that, what do you see for the future of BYU basketball, let's say, in the next three to four years? Um, there's still great things to come. I, you know, Coach Rose is going to do a great job of bringing in you know guys that he trusts, guys that he knows have the program as, as their number one interest and priority. And then with the recruits that we have coming in, 
I mean, you can only expect the, the great things. We have two two seniors coming back in Kyle and Chase, two leaders. Um, you'll get more experience with a guy like Kyle Davis and young guys that will step up and make big plays next year um, and contribute a ton. So I think there's nothing but good things to come. I think it's it's sad for the day with Pub leaving just because you're losing a member of your family. But at the same time, it's it's good for him. It's good for BYU basketball because he sees that we're making progress. And um, it just – I mean, bring joy to you later to see, you know, both programs have success. Two-word answer. Let's finish with this. Who leads BYU in scoring next season? Ooh. Oh, man. I've, I've, I've got an opinion. I want to hear Who that. leads BYU in scoring? Um, Two words. Uh, Chase Fisher. Chase All right. Fisher. All right. The roommate. The roommate. But don't tell him I said that because – It's too late. Yeah, I know. It's probably too late. <laughs> Can I take it back? Kyle Collinsworth? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I think either either one, I think they're both average, probably close to the same. Uh, they're both such great scorers and great players. Um, I can see them both contributing about the decent amount, uh, same amount of points and helping them win a ton of games. Tell me what you think of my pick, Kyle Davis. Kyle Davis. It'd be really funny if you were like, heck no. <laughs> no. no. Kyle, I, I think he's going to lead the team scoring next year. Um, it'll be different next year because we'll act, we'll, I'm almost positive we'll throw the ball in the post a little bit more having a guy with a, such a, so much experience like Kyle Davis. Um, just watching him in practice, I mean, he scores pretty much whenever he wants to, and he's so, so skilled and so you know good at you know making post moves and, and scoring on the block. I think that'll be another – uh, added element to the team next year. And, yeah, I mean, that's a definite, you know, he's a definite selection to, you know, lead the team in scoring as well. Anson, it wasn't that far off. Keep, <laughs> us, keep us in the loop, man, whether it's Europe or South America or here in the States. Uh, we're definitely should need an intramural team, like whatever, man. <laughs> I do. I might need to just get on an intramural team and just stay here for <laughs> <laughs> You You just accidentally made fun of our lives. No, not at all. Not at all. It's okay. We're, I respect the intramural. It's big time. I'm just kidding. We embrace it. We're in our 30s still playing intramurals. What? <laughs> Anson, congratulations on a fantastic BYU career, and we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you having me. With the generous support of the Cougar Club, BYU's 623 student-athletes are role models, leaders, graduates, and champions. Like Anson. See Anson Winder. Be willing to help them succeed with your donation. Learn more at cougarclub.com, and welcome to the club. I have a question. Would you rather be Taysom Hill or Christian Stewart right now in spring ball? Find out next on BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the one and only Jerome Jordan. It's your chance to get some uh, BYUSN swag for free. All you need to do is show us how you enjoy BYUSN. Tweet us a photo at BYU Sports Nation of you watching or listening to the show. Saturday morning on our conference special, 11 a.m. Eastern time, we will announce the winner. The winner will receive their very own BYU Sports Nation t-shirt, blue goggles, and wristband. Just tweet us photos. You have to do two things. Tweet us a photo at BYU Sports Nation using the hashtag BYU Sun. That's actually three because I have three fingers up. <laughs> Math is fun. Hey, shout out to at JV Fiso who just said this on Twitter. Watching BYUSN and my baby is crying until he hears Spencer Linton singing. Wow. Hashtag soothing voice. Wow. Hey, JV Fiso, I'm here for you. You do okay? have an elite singing voice. Thank you very much. <laughs> Get out of here. During the break, we were singing, Ryan started the fire. (laughs) Now the baby's crying again. Shoot. Yeah, you blew it, Jerem. 
If you are Dave Rose, what are you looking for in a new assistant coach at BYU Fan 1995? Experience, especially defense in the paint. Defense is the theme, understandably so. Right now, it's time to play Would You Rather. It's Would You Rather on BYU Sports Nation. Here's how it works. Jeremy and I throw out some very juicy topics. You have to pick well, one we'll or the other. There's no, no, I'm telling you, they are. If you disagree, you're wrong. Well, the, the people have to decide that for themselves. Oh, Jerem, you and your technicalities. Just calm down. These are elite topics <laughs> in the rankings of Spencer eliteness. Well, let's have them out. No, and I then ranked we'll see. them. I ranked them. They're elite. They're my rankings. Okay. Congratulations <laughs> on your rankings. Oh, Jerem. What am I going to do with you? Goodness. Nothing. I'm uh, going to sit over here. Good. Be Behave. Number one. Would you rather be head coach at UVU or an assistant coach at BYU? Give me an elite answer, Jerem. You want to be a head coach. Uh, Utah Valley being a head coach greater than being an assistant at BYU. One, Mark Pope does not have – we're getting at Mark Pope, obviously. He does not have to move. He can still recruit the same kinds of people, right? Uh, similar guys. No, no uprooting the family. Yeah. All, all of those are positive. Plus, UVU is not the end goal, obviously, is to – continue to ascend that's anyone in any field and so i say head coach at uvu i agree with you i did not feel this way yesterday i changed today and i think it depends on what's best for mark pope i mean you know yeah it's for us and byu obviously that he stays at byu but you were never going to keep you were never going to keep him forever i said it three weeks ago we played earlier he is a head coach and along with head coach come added responsibilities, and you're the guy, and probably more money. Yeah, I mean, and, and, in, and in 80 years, when Dave Rose is done here, BYU will need a head coach at some point Come in the on future. back, Mark Pope. Maybe he comes back. Come on back. Number two. Would you rather have BYU go to the Final Four or a New Year's Six game? Oh, snap. <laughs> that is elite. Tell me that's not elite. That's elite. Jerem, what do you got, man? <sighs> Final Four does sound good, but football runs the show, man. New Year's uh, – nationally. New Year's Six game would do more for BYU than the Final Four would. Although BYU is the team with the most NCAA tournament appearances without a Final Four appearance. Which hopefully in the next couple of years, that would be awesome if BYU got there at some point. A New Year's Six game would be fantastic. But the Final Four is the Final Four. That is a scientific fact. It I is mean, what it is. Isn't the Final Four more prestigious in terms of it's harder to get it's to? It's like the college football playoff, but football greater than basketball. See, I want to say it, it, the final to the fans and to the media. I want to say the final four for like ten different reasons because it is the next step. See, I New Year's both. six, a New Year's six to me is like making it to the elite eight. Okay, you're you obviously have an elite program <laughs> because you are there, but the money involved in a New Year's six game, specifically for a team like BYU, I don't even care about the money to be honest. It's the prestige that comes with that. Utah gets invited to the Pac-12. Because they went to two BCS games. That's, that's one of the main factors in that. They had street cred. You don't think and B- that is worth you don't, you a You don't lot. think BYU going to a Final Four would give street cred to a conference looking for BYU? What has it done for VCU? What has it done for George Mason? You know what I mean? Like, it's awesome. Totally different. But it's, how is that different? Totally different. You're, you're, a, you're a mid-major that made it. They don't have football teams, dude. And, they don't and, have football teams so, at the D1 level? So it should have done even more for their schools. No, they don't have football teams it at the D1 done even level. More. You're comparing Utah and to VCU? Come on. That's a stretch. The Boise State. Boise State 
Would you rather be Boise State in football or Gonzaga in basketball? Boise State makes the Final Four. They become that much more appealing to a big Boise conference. State in football, dude, more than Gonzaga in basketball. Number three. Would you rather be Taysom Hill or Christian Stewart in spring ball? It's <laughs> easy, dude. Friday after, after the spring game, guess who got the most attention? Christian Stewart. Taysom Hill is the man. He is the big man on campus, the BMOC on campus. But Christian Stewart has rocked spring. He is a rock star right now, and it ends at the end of this week. So I would soak it up and be Christian Stewart. Hard to argue that, but I'd go for Taysom Hill just because I want to know what it feels like to be Captain America for like one hour. You can do that in the fall. Like in the spring, Christian Stewart has dominated. He's in 11 on 11. He's not recovering from a broken fibula. (laughs) I know this much. Taysom Hill will be the quarterback on September 5th. Countdown to the Cornhuskers. 158. 158 days away from Memorial Stadium in Lincoln, Nebraska. A surprise move by the BYU baseball staff pays off very nicely for Mike Littlewood's club. Find out what it was next. This is BYU Sports Nation in Radio Vision. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Jerem's BYU volleyball team still ranked number six in the AVCA coaches poll. That despite losing six in a row. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. How about some happier news? Like our rise and shout. Please. Brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. And it goes to Michael Rucker. The closer for BYU Baseball got to start on a rare Monday game. Pitched seven scoreless innings. Only gave up three hits. My goodness. Against San Diego State, a top 30 team. Awesome. Well done, Michael Rucker. Hey, thanks to Jeff Judkins, Anson Winder, and everyone on our crew. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation and get your swag on. Is Michael Rucker related to Darius? And I want to be with you. You and me in the world. The show on demand on BYUTV.org slash BYUSN. For Jeremiah Spencer, shout out to Austin Ainge. See what we did there? BYU Sports Nation back to work tomorrow. <laughs>